Our text this morning is the um, epistle reading in 1 Corinthians 15. Going to take you back to verses 13 and 14. But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. This is our text. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, sometimes <clears throat> people find things out that rocked our world pretty bad. Uh, it might even make you doubt everything. Um, I uh, have heard of, uh, witnessed, I guess, on occasion where um, little ones uh, were kept from the knowledge that they were adopted. And then, you know, they come into adulthood or, or something close to adulthood and they find out they're adopted. Uh, and, and that news just makes everything else they've ever heard a lie because they don't know who they are. They don't know what happened. They don't understand anything. The whole world becomes upset and they don't even know what's true anymore. It's kind of horrible. Um, that's the only thing I can really compare to what's happened to the Corinthians in this particular way. Somebody came along uh, and troubled them uh, people, someone who was hard to ignore for one reason or another. I, uh, some have said that it's people that have come up from Jerusalem that are supposed to know stuff, uh, and they told them that there was no resurrection. Uh, or or uh, some of them might well have said that they'd missed it for some reason. Well, I suppose, uh, depending on who you hear it from and how charismatic they are about messages, you might actually believe someone that tells you something exactly the opposite of what you believe. Uh, and I suppose also that for them, uh, it's probably easier to believe there is no resurrection than to believe there is because, well, I mean, how many people have you seen rise from the dead? It, it's not uh, something that happens very often, although Paul did that and Jesus did that and a few others managed it. Uh, most people never saw it. Uh, it also looked like all of their dead loved ones stayed dead. It looks like that. They didn't see Jesus rise, though they had believed it for some time now. Uh, Paul was there for three years or so. This is a centerpiece of all Christian teaching, and he's been gone for a little while, and he writes this letter because they're, they're having trouble. <clears throat> uh, but like Paul said, if that's not true, if there is no resurrection, then everything is everything that they believed is empty and pointless. The whole thing just falls to pieces, uh, and which is really kind of a hard thing to do to somebody. Um, and, and that's where they are, so he's trying to help them sort that out. Now, I don't suppose that the resurrection has ever been a, a bother to you unless you came to faith late. Uh, so I suppose that's true of some of you. Um, but it is a problem to some people, even still, because they haven't seen it, because it doesn't look like that, because they don't believe what has been taught them or what somebody tried to teach them. And there are other things that are hard to, to hang on to as well. Uh, the Bible is sort of uh, full of things that are difficult, that seem unnatural or uh, a little beyond miraculous. 
So there are lots of examples of that. You can probably think of the two that stick out in my mind is the parting of the Red Sea. That had to look pretty much impossible to anybody who was paying attention. And uh, the other one is there's this uh, little short story tucked away in the Bible that says that the sun backed up for a while. I mean, that's got to be tough, too. It, those things just don't seem reasonable to believe. Uh, most of the science community believes that the creation story is nonsense, and this is a, a thing that almost the whole world believes is a problem, including many Christians, really. Um, something like the virgin birth or Jonah's fish, uh, those things, uh, those, all those miracles around Jesus and some of the apostles, those things are all really hard to swallow unreasonable even really to believe if you live in the world. The whole world thinks you're nuts if you believe any of it. And yet here you sit, because I know you're all nuts, but it's not the same thing. Even still, you have believed Jesus. He says that all scripture is about him. He says that it's unbreakable, that it cannot be wrong, that it's always true, that it has come by the Holy Spirit's carrying prophets along, uh, and that is all there in Scripture from him. If so, what is there to doubt? Uh, <clears throat> ultimately, the doubts that come are from human beings who find it hard to believe things that they can't see, and mostly that's born of sin. It's the thing that blinds us, the thing that takes our minds away from God, and, and so the world is that way. <clears throat> but if you take any of those things out of Scripture, because you can't deal with them for whatever reason, just think about what happens to faith. If, <clears throat> if we're told that there's no resurrection, that one's pretty big. Uh, you can't be a Christian and not know that that's true, because if there's no resurrection, there's no point. The whole thing is, is useless. Uh, it all falls apart, according to Paul, and I think that's obvious. If there's no resurrection, Christ did not rise. What he said about himself is not true. Uh, his cross is a waste. Your forgiveness is false. Uh, all, everything becomes meaningless. It's, it's harder to see, but there's a lot of little things in Scripture that people fuss about. I, I mentioned the virgin birth earlier. There's a lot of people that have trouble with that one. Even some Christians fuss about it. But if you take that one out and say, nope, that's not true, then you make the whole Bible a lie. Because if that one's not true, then how much of the rest of the stuff is true or false or somebody's opinion or whatever noise? Um, what parts could be true? And then you're stuck with somebody's opinion because somebody's opinion obviously is more important than what God said. And then you're in a lot of trouble. And that's just one little thing. It all falls to pieces if there are no miracles, no creation, or even if the moral issues that are in there that people say are not really valid anymore, if, if all that's true, well, <clears throat> there's no way to know what is true. It's all in vain. It's kind of a weird word, that vain thing. But, you know, sometimes we think of uh, somebody who spends too much time looking in the mirror. It's not really that. We're talking about something that is just empty and pointless. Uh, word that Fred read early was futile. Um, and, and that's what that word means here. But, but Christ was, 
here in the flesh. The history books even know that. Um, witnesses saw him here. Witnesses saw him die. Not only in scripture are these witnesses reported, but also in history books from the people that were around those times. Uh, and, and he did rise to prove that it's all true. Now, a lot of people don't buy that one, but uh, Christians do because witnesses, hundreds of witnesses saw him and heard him alive after he was dead, which the whole world accepts. Um, would God raise somebody who lies? Like, you know, I think he's going to do that for us, but we, we're going to rise on Christ's life, on his rising. So if there's no rising for Christ, then there's no rising. It, we are told this so that we will understand that that is the fulfillment of all of the things that Christ said about himself and about your forgiveness and about your resurrection and about your eternity. All of that is wrapped around his rising. Witnesses saw it. And so you can believe that the promise is fulfilled. Still, it's hard to believe. I suppose you could argue that it is even possibly impossible to believe uh, by the world standards, certainly in, what, in view of what the world thinks, it's all nonsense. But here we sit. You have believed these things confidently and in these truths from God before witnesses. This, you know, is your salvation. It's the Holy Spirit that lives in you that causes you to believe these things because the Holy Spirit knows the truth. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate witness of what God has been doing since the beginning, since before the beginning, since there was God only. The Holy Spirit knows what the truth is and it lives in you. Promised by Christ, sent by him and his father. There you have your truth. And, and if the hardest things are believed, like resurrection, I mean, that's about as difficult as there is a thing to believe. Uh, forgiveness of all your sins. If, if that is believed and those things confidently, well, then uh, the, all of the smaller things should be able to come along easier. Because this is your Christ. This is your life and this is your salvation. And, and the littler things, they come along because uh, if, if God can create the world and God uh, if, uh, felt it important enough for you to be with him that he sends his son into the world to die so he can have you, then don't you suppose he can manage a virgin birth or a big fish or the sun backing up or any of those things that he said he has done? that witnesses saw and reported to you, even as we sit here in this moment, this is your Christ, this is your life, this is your salvation. It is divine power for you to believe this is all truth. And in fact, it is impossible for you to believe otherwise. The fact that you do believe means that the Holy Spirit does live in you and that it's all true. God does not lie. God does not make mistakes. God does not report in error. He is your salvation. So on the other hand, you can lie to yourself. It's very easy to do. Uh, I'm always reminded when I was in flight school, they tell you that when, you, when you're up in the clouds, you, you don't look at the clouds because they lie. 
You could be flying upside down and feel perfectly normal if you're in the clouds and that's what you're paying attention to, which is how people crash. You gotta look at your instruments or else you're in a lot of trouble. Your eyes lie. Uh, sometimes people have irrational fears. You probably have a little neurotic notion here and there yourself. Uh, there are things that you perceive that you know are not true, uh, and yet you can see them, uh, like uh, the, the, you know, the hot spot on the road that looks like a little uh, water puddle mirage, or, or uh, um, you can m make a mistake of what you think you saw, except you didn't really see it, or you saw something else and you just missed it. This is why you can go to court and hear three different witnesses say three different things. <clears throat> you can lie to yourself, it's easy. It happens all the time. But God does not lie. God does not lie. He's always truth. Jesus was, in fact, here. Even the world knows that's true. He was seen here. He was at least rumored to be powerful here. A lot of people saw those things and were reporting them, and the historians say, well, this is what they said. They saw him die on a cross. That's in the, in the Roman records, that he died on a cross. It's not debatable. Even history knows that. The rumors, though, <laughs> are, are, are interesting as well. The, you know, the historians say, well, people said they saw him rise from the dead. There were lots and lots of people that said they saw him alive after he died. Uh, uh, there are witnesses. And, and for you, as the Holy Spirit comes to you, as the witnesses come to you in Scripture, there lies the truth. Uh, let me just say... If you robbed a convenience store at gunpoint and 500 witnesses saw you do it, what's your chances in court? Uh, and, and scripture says there were more than 500 witnesses that saw Jesus alive after he was crucified. God does not lie. Christ was indeed here and your salvation is truth. These things cannot be taken from you. The Holy Spirit assures you that it is so. You were baptized into his name. You have received communion from this very altar. that has been his body and blood as he's promised. Your sins are forgiven and you will rise in your death to be with him forever. That is what God has told you. God does not lie. Christ is the proof. The resurrection before witnesses is even more unsettling proof for some, but just actually your reassured salvation as you sit here even now today. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.